welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is Coach James Short, and we are so honored and privileged to have this special guest with us today, Tara Bradbury from bdmacademy.com.au. She is a mover and shakeout within the industry. Once again, in the top 20 as the most influential women within the real estate industry across Australia, across New Zealand, and I reckon, you know what, globally as well. So look out, we're going to be uh, hearing from her just in a minute to share, I guess, some of her secret sources of what's, uh, what, how do we really grow our real estate businesses out there? What do we really need to look at? How do we look at teams and how do we look at some structure around it? Um, Tyra is, a, as I said, a mover and shake within the industry. She, her client is the client of clients. Uh, she's got the Rolodex of Rolodexes and she knows everyone and everyone. She's a sought after speaker across the globe and uh, her program is cutting edge when it comes to growth and business development. So let's get her on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Great to have you. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on here today. Fantastic. So Tara, let's, um, obviously you've, you've had a journey in real estate for, for a number of years now, but let's yeah. go back to, I guess, when you first came into real estate. What was, wow. what was that journey looking like? How did you get into real estate when you first started? So it actually um, began in 2002, uh, straight out of high school. I was, I guess, like many teenagers at that stage where I knew I, I had to find some kind of direction, whether it be going to find a job or going and doing um, some study and landed an opportunity with a group called TESS in the area, which is a training, employment and support service and was doing an administration role with them. And one of their staff members actually had an investment property um, in the area and they knew that that company was looking for a receptionist. So that's the way I stepped into real estate um, and very different times to what we're experiencing now. So part of that, I actually worked for the first week within that company unpaid because I wanted to make sure that um, everything that was you know, said of what I was going to do, I delivered on. And then I also wanted to make sure it was a, a really good fit for me as well. As I progressed to that role, um, I was offered the opportunity to become a property manager and at that time, you know, stepping into the age of 19, 20, 21, a $20, $25 weekly rent increase was amazing then. <laughs> huge. <laughs> <laughs> huge. So I obviously took that straight up and experienced property management, which, you know, what we have now compared to what was then mm. is such a different space. And different. I was very naive then at the time, I guess, like most um, teenagers and early 20s. And... Uh, always put genuine belief that people would do the right thing and learn very quickly that that's not always the case in, in property management there. So I spent about 
three years in the um, role specifically as a property manager and was also refereeing soccer at the time as well. So I actually got to do that on an international level too, which was quite good Um, and kind of was running both of these lives. And for anyone that follows female sport, it's not a hugely highly paid um, area. So I then decided real estate was the path and had to go through the experience of making that difficult decision of leaving a company where I enjoyed being there, but there were aspects that were really difficult for my growth. So that's when I stepped into the company where I did the role of BDM. And um, that was with YBA Prestige Properties. I worked with that organization for six years, um, helped that rent roll. We tripled the size of the rent roll. Um, It started out at roughly 242 managements. It was sold at 658. Um, And my full-time role of BDM was probably in that last three years. As part of that journey, I actually intended on buying into that business. And at the time we were at that part of the year, we were talking about it with the director, but then she knew that it wasn't what she wanted to continue to progress with and was ready to sell. So then when that business um, moved on, I then took a month off, which not many people do do, or sometimes, sometimes can't do either, which I completely understand. And then was offered an opportunity with some training in Brisbane um, with a company called Harcourts, as we all know, probably out there for real estate people that know them, and was the uh, training uh, manager for Queensland, which was fantastic. While there was a lady there on a maternity leave role. And from there, knew that training was a space that I wanted to get into, but I didn't want to live in Brisbane. So that became the BDM Academy in a Fast wrap up as it can be, obviously. But um, (laughs) that's, that's pretty much how it all came about was that I genuinely wanted to um, give back to the industry and I also wanted to help in an area and a niche that training hasn't been specifically focused around with that role of BDM. There's a lot of training for individual property managers and say individual real estate salespeople, but there wasn't um, for that niche of the rent roll growth side. So stepped into that and didn't look back in 16 years as an active trainer, mentor and agent in industry this year, which is crazy. Congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Some of the, some of the highlights of that journey, like first thing is when you're the age of 19 of backing yourself and saying, mm. and having that time frame of, you know, I'll back myself. I'll work for free just so we can yeah. suss each other out. Right. Like that's a huge thing right at 19 to go to do that. So that's a real yeah. compliment and testimony to you to go, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's see how we go. But also to, to prove on, on both sides, prove mm. that you're worthy and also they're worthy of, of taking you on board. So that's huge. And, I think the second thing is I think anyone who plays sport or is in that sporting realm yeah. at that high level, there are some great analogies of metaphors that we can bring over in business that mm. you, it's the mindset, it's the structure, it's the teamwork, um, all those, the commitment, all those things. And I think, you know, you would have learnt a stack of playing that competitive uh, level of sport. Oh, well, they- well, with refereeing, there's a, I guess, a sense of it seems like it's, it's an individual thing that you do, but, you know, because we're such a minority, whether it be in, yeah. I was refereeing soccer, um, but whether it be in any sport that you do, you have that camaraderie with the team of other referees and umpires that are there as part of it. So I made some amazing friends and contacts throughout that experience and 100% agree. A lot of the processes that I went through when we were debriefing our games and the, the training regime, they're it's absolutely relevant to having the right mindset in whatever business that you choose to do um, and career path that you choose to take if you're someone that's on that career journey as well. 
So true. So true. So tell me more about BDM Academy. Like it is a juggernaut itself. You've got so many yeah. things, you got your training, you've got your coaching, you've got your programs, you've got resources. Mm. Like it's just amazing. Where are you, where is it right now for you? And, and mm. I guess who are you, the type of clients that you're really making a, a great difference to? Yeah, it, look, it's diversified so much um, since I first started. I, I've had this vision of that it can be um, a training model that is offered across multiple industries and that started to take shape. But obviously, because of my real estate background, I went straight into that space really quickly, yep. knowing that I could have a, a fast impact. Um, things that we offer, we have a full resource library available and that's hugely um, powerful and beneficial to many real estate businesses that are not wanting to waste time in the creation side of things. You can have a standard template there that you can use. Clearly, you're um, updated around your brand and what's really important to the message that you're trying to, to share, but it, it just removes that um, unnecessarily time wasted in actually putting thoughts together as to what your marketing can look like, how your prospecting letters might go out, even just a genuine thank you to your client of what you might say within that letter. It's all um, written there for you. The next level is then you're looking at if you're wanting to have coaching and support. So you can do that over a six-week program, uh, which is quite intensified because you are talking with me every single week for that six weeks. So accountability is really good. And um, we've expanded into, we do do training in offices. I'm not necessarily always the one um, that goes out to the business on that aspect because I do have other um, companies that I work in with there now, but I've certainly got a good handful of businesses that I do have the pleasure of going into their office and working with them one-on-one -on -one, and they're just doing amazing things. Um, and then we've got our complete events side as well. So you can come to events that are um, smaller scale, which will be capped at, you know, 20, 24 attendees and then more open round table discussions or we've got our larger workshop conference style where we have anywhere up to 100 um, attendees in one room and a multiple speaker group of speakers where you might have 10 or 14 different speakers doing um, sessions throughout the day. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's just a whole spectrum of, of different areas where yeah. you can get support. Um, you can get guidance and you can get that, whatever you, whatever you need really mm. to, to, to grow your business. That's huge. So I like to, to go a little bit personal for a minute um yeah challenges are always an interesting way to uh overcome things that might have set us back but we can when in hindsight when we can look back and go wow i've got some huge lessons away from that um yes. what have been some of your challenges that you've obviously overcome that you look back and you go wow that was an interesting journey but i learned so much and what were some of those challenges and lessons that you took away yeah definitely so I'm actually based in an area called Harvey Bay, which is on the Fraser Coast. And in order for me to get to most locations, um, I'm either driving to the main airport, which would be down in Brisbane, and that's about three and a half hours away, or we do actually have um, a service that runs from here in Harvey Bay where there's about two or three flights going both ways each day, which is fantastic. Some of the, I guess, challenges that I've experienced with that is that I then spend a lot of time in um, disruptive space of that you're just stuck in a plane or you're stuck you know driving to an appointment so that's definitely had its challenges on its own in the very beginning and I had to be really clever as to how how did I want my business to be a representation of who I am and, and where I am based at the same time but also making sure that I'm giving the value that's needed to promote that product so while, while we do have the online product as well I'm very conscious of making sure that where I can that I'm making myself um, available in person um, but I have learned, and it's six years running in February this year that I've clocked over with the Academy specifically, that there are some things that is okay to say no to. And that was probably another one of the challenges that I come up against is when you, if you're going through this experience and you're trying to deliver as much as you can mm -hmm. in the first 12 months, 
everyone says that's the hardest in business, but I actually believe it's about two and three years in because the first 12 months, your business is either going to be, you've hit the niche mark and you're off and flying. And I was fortunate enough to get that right in the beginning. And that's what happened. And then when it comes to the second year and third year, you've got this amazing monster of growth. And then you're just trying to establish, well, where's my best time of investment? And, and travel was a big one for me to um, overcome that challenge and work out uh, the benefits. There's obviously things that have changed now where airlines have adapted Wi-Fi on planes, which that's fantastic and, <laughs> like, yes. and, and very valuable. I now maximize, you know, things like Uber and, and that, um, or, you know, whether it be a cab or a driver, if I'm doing inner city work, instead of hiring a car, because then I know I can make the most of doing extra calls and it's just better use of my time than stressing out trying to drive around in an area that I don't actually know. So they might not seem like big challenges, but for me, time was the, the biggest challenge um, in making sure that every moment that I was spending in the business, whether it be face-to-face -face with someone or working in the online product, that I was maximizing that time efficiently and not having too much wasted. So true. I mean, you think about yeah. the time just on flights and, and you know, if you yeah. drove yourself, it, it's hours and hours. And when mm. you look at it over a year, it's just like, what could have you been doing in that time, but you mm. know, stuck on a plane with no Wi-Fi or driving yeah. around yourself? And I think to have that realization, to look at that and go, okay, what can I do different? Um, it's a, it's a huge plus for obviously for yourself, but also for your clients. Cause then you can, you can be more accessible and you can get actually more stuff done. So, oh yeah. And anyone who's a coach or mentor that's watching this as well, you know, that you only have so many hours in the day. I mean, you know, daylight savings can be advantage and, and obviously in Queensland, we don't have daylight savings. So sometimes that is fantastic when you are working in with the Southern States, New Zealand and, um, WA. And certainly, um, we have started branching into the U S which is exciting. Right. But then at some point you have to sleep. You can't, yeah, <laughs> you right. just can't kind of. Well, forgot going. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So time, I think if anyone's struggling with time in their business now, and that's a pain point and, and that's something that they've picked up on this, in this, um, you know, session today, really just pull it apart. And I had to be very diligent on that and writing down where was I spending my time? Was it of benefit to my business and producing an income? Love it. Love it. Now let's talk about Windsor. Let's on the flip side. What are some of the wins that you're, you're most proud yes. of and what are some of those lessons that you, why were they wins? The probably one that I can think of off the top of my head is publishing my first book and I'm hoping to certainly have um, follow on books from there, but I haven't, Ooh. I think there's just been a few other areas that I've gone into with my business that I have taken away from that focus as to what the second book could be, but I do feel like that's coming, which is exciting. Um, so I released that, it was about pre between second and third year in, in business. And I found that many will feel as though that's quite an overwhelming experience to actually do. It isn't that if you're wanting to write a book, just don't feel as though you have to do it on your own. There are amazing people out there that are extremely talented in that area. And I wrote a big pile of mess and then <laughs> gave it to them. And <laughs> yeah. And the thing is we have so much knowledge up here and some of us are very good at projecting it, whether it be doing an interview like we are today, um, or it might be doing some video training where you're talking directly with your clients as well. But um, for me, the writing wasn't the space, but I knew it was something that I wanted to achieve. So that definitely um, was a fantastic achievement there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Now let's talk about, let's talk about teams. You've been across so many different yes. teams, so many different businesses. Mm. What do you think, what do you think makes a high performance teams and where do you think businesses get it right? And where do you think they get it wrong? I feel as though 
and I'm noticing it. I know briefly before we start this interview, we're talking about 2019 is the year of change. And because the digital space has become such an education model for everybody within your team to go to, there's a sense of, I guess, jealousy and, and frustration, whether you are the leader to whether you are the employee in the team, as to they're seeing these wonderful people digitally having these great experiences in their businesses and they're thinking, well, how do I adapt this into my company? The first thing to remember is when it comes to social media, I can guarantee you not everybody's love is perfect. So don't, <laughs> firstly, don't take what you see as gospel and, and perfection that that's, that's exactly how their so business true. is running every day. So um, but if you're wanting, if you are the leader and then you're wanting your team to be empowered to make strong decisions, even to run team meetings and, and be a part of that, then you need to empower them to do so. So my personal opinion is this, I'm seeing um, areas, I guess, of risk in businesses where the high level leaders are um, very much focusing on as a dictatorship and micromanaging because of maybe a previous staff member experience that they've had and they're bringing that energy into the new person or the new person that's come on board hasn't had the opportunity to be educated and trained on what they need to be doing. Yeah. And then for someone that is stepping in to that role, when they're presented the, um, the opportunity to be a part of the agency, and that might be through a job interview and then they show the job description, if that's coming from the leaders to say, do you just do this, this, and this and work nine to five, then that's exactly the energy that you're going to get from them. But if you show them what the journey can be, where they can step into in the business in the future, how you how you see the business growing then you're going to get more and i think that on the flip side for the employee there's this big push of i want to be paid more i deserve to be paid more because these conversations are happening in groups where people are saying i own this i own that oh, and yeah. it's very dangerous um some of the conversations i know i personally see on a real estate level and thinking that you this this opinion of that you should just be paid an increase because of how long you've been with the company for I feel that that energy needs to be removed from everybody. It's, yep. it's really not about that. It's what you can contribute and the change that you can make. And my, I guess, very forward opinion of this, and this was for me, I guess, where I had made that change. It was an uncomfortable change to have to change agents when I did in my journey and in my career was that I made the leaders aware of my concerns. I share with them my thoughts and what I wanted to be able to achieve. And I gave that opportunity. And sometimes, unfortunately, leaders can't deliver that back. And if you know it's not within your beliefs and your values that the model that you're working in then sets that feeling of discomfort to you as an employee, well, you do still have the decision to change. And if you know you've done everything you can to present it. Yep. So I, I guess to really sum it up, it's communication and yeah. an open conversation around what the main um, objectives and end goals are. Right. And and not um, putting people into these boxes or spaces, you do this, you do that, and thinking as though that's just how a business is run. You need to, we, we used to have right through from reception, running the team meetings, everybody would take their turn and be in control of that agenda um, that was planned. So if you empower everybody within your business to be leaders, which is what you should do, then the end result has to be better. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And that's sort of ties into what I wanted to go into next is around leadership. Yeah. And, and I think mm. the, the nail on the head around empowerment, around communication, yeah. um, being that openness. Is there anything else that you notice in those um, businesses that are out there that you're working with, those really connecting leaders, those leaders that are really taking their business to another level, what's making them different, do you feel? I think that they're always 
they have to be on point all the time, the main leaders of the business, and which can be difficult because totally. we, you know you have your own lives as well and, and things can, can go wrong. But the moment that you bring in energy that isn't the right fit for the business and everybody takes in that energy, it's, it's moments before the next person, yep. you know, falls off the bandwagon. So I'm very much about that. I'm very much about um, the visual example. So whether it be that you have a message um, up on your wall that reminds people and educates people to think about how they are approaching um, the next client that they're going to be in front of. Because yep. if the energy isn't right in, in your business, and if, if you're walking in as a leader today and you know that it's a very negative environment, people are frustrated, but you don't know what to do, 100% can guarantee that's a reflection to your clients as well. And it's a reflection of the, the brand in your community. So, um, so you, you definitely need to empower them to want to be more, but then allow them to. So I guess it's a classic example mm -hmm. we're seeing in real estate is there's some great leaders empowering the individuals to bring in new business, but then they won't allow them to have a social media account because yeah. <laughs> if they leave and then they collect all those followers, I don't want them taking that account with them. Well, that's crazy because you're, you're basically stopping them from doing what you had envisioned in the first place. So you kind of, you can't give a little bit and then put a, handbrake on and expect the situation to change. So true. So true. Mm. Now we talk about leaders, right? Well, who are the, I guess, who are the leaders, who are the mentors that you've learnt from, looked up to, or maybe in the past or to even now that have really mm. shaped your direction and, and your journey? Yeah. So, oh gosh, I've followed people like Richard Branson and Anthony Robbins and, and certainly, you know, the stronger is that out there that everybody can, you know, put that name to. But if I think about the ones that were very specific to myself and they certainly probably won't be people that everybody knows. I, I look at my director that I worked for when I was in the industry, Jade, and she's still a very good friend of mine now. And, and she was an amazing leader with that business. And there's a lot of great techniques that I learned from her that I encourage other businesses to do as well and hope to continue to do with people that I work with based on that experience. A very good friend of mine, um, her name is Joan and she, um, as a marathon runner and she wow. ran 25 um, full marathons. Love so it. she inspired me. I haven't done the full marathon yet, but I've done three half marathons so far. Have you got a, a, a full marathon in, in the future? I do. I do think I do. I'm, I'm carrying an injury at the moment, oh. but um, I'm hoping that once that's all sorted out, then I can certainly look at, and I wanted to do the Gold Coast um, half this year to kind of work up to do a full marathon next. Cool. But sometimes you've got to listen to your body as well when you know that those things are happening. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if I look now and, and probably in the space that we're in and, and certainly very relevant to everybody who's watching um, the video and that as well and listening to the podcast is just digitally. So I'm now following people that I see. They might have a specific video that grabs my attention or a certain message that I'm reading as part of their story. And definitely Instagram is my popular space for where I go to find that, yep. that's where I'm finding I'm getting attracted to people that I know that I want to, um, I, whether it's a, be a little bit more like or, um, you know, there's things that they're doing that I think re resemble quite well with me. And in our industry, I look at some amazing leaders that we have there. Uh, my business partner and the other business that I have, Casey, she's, McDonald's always doing amazing things there on the whole property management. Sherry Store is leading the way. So mm -hmm. I, I probably do in my mind, tend to follow a lot of female <laughs> leaders, but Great. I guess it's, it's what um, grabs mm -hmm. your attention. Emma Isaacs, I mean, yep. what a powerhouse. Yeah. Five children and she's just totally. international. 
Killing superstar. It. So there's so many out there. So good. So good. So mm. if you were to give, if you were to give three pieces of advice for the listeners out there to help them with their growth within their business, what would be those three pieces of advice? I think if you were so probably starting a business from scratch, is that what you're kind of, yep. yeah. Yep. So if you're looking at starting a business from scratch, the common thing is to say to you know research and do your business plan, which I get, but don't just do it based on the business of what you see that this is the set business plan. You have to now be really open to the digital space and really seeing what the opportunities are there and what that's going to cost you as well. So some people look at it and go, okay, I'll just post a business on Facebook and I'll be amazing or Instagram or whatever your portal might be. And sometimes if it's a specific niche, it will grab attention quite quickly. And yes, it may project into a market with little spend, but a lot of the time, the costs of what you are doing on the digital space can be quite expensive if you're not aware of um, what that spend is going to be. So, so being really diligent on, yes, this is my business and I can see it's extremely, it's going to be extremely fantastic in the space that it's in, but what's the marketing budget going to be for me for that first 12 months? Because in my mind, that's where your biggest spend will be and establishing those foundations very quickly. So if you choose to use a CRM system and that's part of what you're doing and you're needing to continue to keep in contact with prospects that way, make sure you're choosing a, a system that is relevant to the growth of your product, but also that you can see they're a company that's leading the way in what they do. So customer relationship manager for those who are wondering the, um, the effort in there, you know, don't just go and buy a cheaper product just because it's cheap and easy to do now. The effort of changing over in the future could be quite um, difficult and frustrating for you in that experience. So sometimes I think it's better to back yourself and invest in things that you know will bring your business value and work as hard as hard as you can and put in all the hours that you need to, to make sure that it's super successful. Um, so technology obviously is a, I think a, a space where we can, you know, and someone like myself, I started in Harvey Bay and have a business that services clients across Australia, New Zealand, and the U S now you don't, you don't have to be in the city to do that. You can, you can certainly do it from anywhere in the world. Um, the next thing I think would be that if you're going to people for advice, if you don't value them as a person, then why are you valuing their opinion? So sometimes we, we, um, we don't have that choice in the sense that it could be someone that's quite close to us or someone that we know and they're, they're showing good intentions. Yep. Um, but that's going to just bring you down. Early stages of um, new business, yes, um, valuable feedback's important, constructive feedback, but um, that you know, force of negativity all the time of, oh, you know, most startups don't survive or like, you know, those negative comments that startups continue to that little hear. little voice. <laughs> you already feel that on the inside. You don't need anybody else really, really pushing you down. So think about definitely, do you value that person? And then should you be taking on that opinion? And sometimes there'll be people that will share an opinion that you might take 1% away of and that's helped or you take away 100% of what they've had. So try not to overwhelm yourself with that. And then the next one is, I, you know, people say this work-life balance and I'm, I definitely haven't mastered it even 16 years and I have two daughters <laughs> now and um, a husband and then connecting family with all of that as well. Just be present. Don't be perfect at work-life balance. Just be genuine and present when you are there. And that's something that I found that even though I'm not there hundred percent of my time with the kids as much as I guess I see some other parents that are, I'm always very focused on making sure that I am present with them because I find that even if 
even if that day is a particular day that I can only give them an hour because I'm flying back in and then I'm racing off, but I just wanted to give them that time, at least that I was present for that hour rather than giving them a whole day and then putting them on a device or not even paying attention to them when they're asking if they can come and do something with me. So I do separate myself when I'm spending that genuine time with them from work and making sure they get my full attention. So Mm -hmm. that might be, you know, not everyone has children when they do a startup, but just be present with the people who are around you that love you and support you because otherwise it can be very lonely in business if you just completely focus on that and cut off the rest of the world. So true. I couldn't agree with you more. I think being present right there with, you know, loved ones and particularly with the kids it yeah. makes a massive impact on, on the connection, but also on their worlds, right? Rather than saying yeah. two minutes, five minutes, yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. And, and, and the next minute, an hour is gone. But when you're there, you're there. When you're not, you're not. But it just yeah. does, as you know, make a, make a massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the future? What are we, what, what's, what's the, the future? What Medium Academy look like in the next, next couple yeah. of years? Look, it's, um, I think for me, I've, I've really found that it just keeps kind of going off into little areas of opportunity. So overall, I'd probably suggest that I'm, I'm very passionate about the keynote speaking side and, and doing the coaching sessions across the six week program. So that's definitely a space that's still very big. Love to publish that next book. Um, I've got another startup that I am working on, which will be in connection with that BDM Academy um, product as well. Um, and it will be focused still around the same industry as well in real estate. So I'm really excited to release that in a couple of months. I can't say too much now, but that sure. will then come it's in starting. connection. Yeah, it will come in connection with what I'm doing at the moment. And um, it will be another great way to give back to the community here as well. So I'm really excited to be able to release that around um, mid-year. So that's probably where it's at at the moment is definitely um, I, I'd like to probably spend some more time. And one of my goals this year is on the um, keynote speaking side and making sure I'm established on the right websites. As you know, that can be tricky, making sure you've got that right and um, just continually doing what I have been doing and helping agents. It's just amazing to see those that have thrived and and taken on the opportunities that are there. How, I I think easy is probably not the best word, but how achievable it can be if you are prepared to do the work. So true. So true. So how can the listeners find out more? Where can they send them? How can they get in contact with you? Yes, so they can come to the BDM Academy website, which is BDM Academy. So many resources there, guys. Go and check it out. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, or they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, and LinkedIn as well. Um, we've got a Twitter account too. So basically, if you just type in BDM Academy or follow Tara Bradbury, all the links um, are included there. We've got lots of little videos. Um, there's educational blogs, uh, there's scripts and dialogues. There's just so much. So, so, much. Um, so cool. it's all there for the taking. So go, go and check it out guys. BDMacademy.com.au. Wonderful. Tara, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for your time, energy and expertise uh, today. Really, really thoughtful, really insightful. And uh, once again, thank you for everything. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing future um, interviewees come on and um, watching their updates as well.